0: And uh, this time of year, a lot of people are making promises and resolutions. Ah, they probably won't keep. <laughs> we never do. <laughs> no, we don't. No. It's what it feels like anyway. Every time about this, this time of year, people start talking about health and wealth and getting better and becoming a better them. And the truth of the matter is, we probably won't ever do it on our own. And when we start chasing health and wealth, we tend to shut people out and we don't ask for help or we don't seek advice or we I, I can do it. Like a five year old trying to tie the shoes me do it, me do it. <laughs> I remember those days. Yeah. No matter how much you tried to help them. No. <laughs> and that's the way we tend to be when it comes to New Year's resolutions and start new things is I'm going to do it. And four or five, six weeks later, you're not doing it anymore. <laughs> but God's not that way. Praise God, He's not that way. God has been keeping His promises since time began. All the way back, Genesis 5, uh, 3.15, He made a promise. He didn't make it to us. He made it to the devil. He said, I will put hostility between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. And it seems like just such a little threat to that snake in the garden. But it was a prophecy of of Jesus' coming. See, when Jesus was nailed to that cross, one of those nails went through his heel. But in doing so, in Him suffering on that cross for us, and being laid in that grave, He defeated death and rose again. And He struck the devil in the head. He defeated death with death. He fulfilled that promise that was made all the way back at the beginning of time. See, sometimes God's promises take time. And so we tend to lose sight because we live such short lives in comparison. Some of us shorter than others. So we lose sight of the promises that God makes because they're in His time, not ours. But God keeps His promises. And all the way from there to the cross and beyond, God has kept His promises. See, John wrote in 1 John 3.8, The one who commits sin is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God was revealed to destroy the devil's works. See, John recognized the fulfillment of that promise back in Genesis. That the Son of God was revealed to destroy the devil's works. The devil had been seeking from the beginning to destroy God's creation. And so God set up a covenant with his people and made promises to them that as long as they served him, he would honor them. But if they turned from him, he would let things happen to remind them of who he was. They spent time in exile, 70 plus years in exile because of their actions against God. And he gave them chance after chance after chance to get it right. They spent 400 years in silence because of them not listening to him. Until God sent his son into this world and a prophet to lead the way for his son to come. And the religious rulers of the time rejected both the prophet and the Son of God. but God was keeping His promise that the Messiah would come. That no matter what you did, even if you did all this, I would still make a way for you to return to me. And not just you, but all the Gentiles around you too. It's what God told the Israelites. He kept His promise. He made a way. Not just through the line of David, but also through a few Gentile lines. If you read in the first part of Mark the genealogy of Jesus, you'll see Tamar you'll see Ruth I can't remember that. Rahab. You'll see those three especially you'll also see the wife of Uriah who wasn't a Jewish woman. See, those four women weren't Jewish. They were Gentiles. And it made Jesus king over all people. Over all people. Lord of Lord and King of Kings. God fulfilled his promise in Jesus. And then Jesus went to the cross and served the purpose he had come to be the sacrifice of all sacrifices. And when we turn to Hebrews chapter nine, we see the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant that come with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It says, Now the first covenant had all also had regulations for ministry and an earthly sanctuary For a tabernacle was set up, and in the first room, which was called the Holy Place, were the lampstand, the table, and the presentation loaves. Loaves. Behind the second curtain was a tent called the Most Holy Place. It had the gold altar of incense and the Ark of the Covenant, covered with gold on all sides, in which was a gold jar containing the manna, Aaron's staff that budded, and the Tablet of the Covenant. Cherubim of glory were above the ark, overshadowing the mercy seat. It was not possible to speak about these things in detail right now. With these things prepared like this, the priests entered the first room repeatedly, performing their ministry. But the high priest alone enters the second room, and he does that only once a year and never without blood, which he offers for himself and for the sins the people had committed in ignorance. The Holy Spirit was making it clear that the way into the most holy place had not yet been disclosed while the first tabernacle was still standing. This is a symbol for the present time during which gifts and sacrifices are offered that cannot per- that cannot perfect the worshiper's conscience. There were physical regulations and only deal with food, drink, and various washings imposed until the time of the new order. You see... Before Jesus, there was daily ceremonies, weekly ceremonies, and annual ceremonies that had to take place for the cleansing of the people. Once a year, at Passover, the high priest would enter into the most holy place, the second room of the tabernacle, and offer a blood offering, very specific orders given, in the Old Testament of how this offering had to take place and that had to take place year after year after year for all the people that they would come and bring their offering once a year and give it to the priest so he could go offer it you see there's a story that says during the burning of the incense and burning of the offering. The color of the smoke coming out of the tabernacle would determine whether or not God accepted that offering. And for the last 40 years that the tabernacle stood in Jerusalem, that smoke was not accepted. It was a color of non-acceptance. For 40 years, from about AD 33 to 72, when the, when the temple was destroyed by the Roman Empire, the smoke was not accepted. Because in AD 33, the sacrifice had been made. The last and most important accepted sacrifice. That of Jesus Christ. Those old rituals didn't matter anymore and God wasn't paying attention to them. Because the sacrifice he had prepared, that he had brought into the most holy place, was the only one that mattered then, and was the only one that he would accept. And only if you committed yourself to that sacrifice would he accept you. See, picking up in verse 11, we talk about the new covenant. Says, but Christ has appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, in the great, in the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is not of this creation. He entered the most holy place once for all time, not by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, having attain, obtained eternal redemption. For the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a young cow sprinkling those who are defiled sanctified for the purification of the flesh how much more will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God cleanse our consciousness from the dead works so that we can serve the living God. Therefore he is the mediator of a new covenant so that those who are called might receive the promise of the eternal inheritance because a death has taken place for redemption through the transgressions committed under the first covenant where a will exists the death of the one who made it must be established for a will is valid only when people die since it is never in effect while the one who made it is living that is why even the first covenant was inaugurated with blood For when every command had been proclaimed by Moses to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and goats, along with water, scarlet wool, and hyssop, and sprinkled the scroll itself and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant that God has ordained for you. In the same way he sprinkled the tabernacle and all the articles of worship with blood. According to the law, almost everything is purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness. Therefore, it was necessary for the copies of the things in the heavens to be purified with the the sacrifices, but the heavenly things themselves to be purified with better sacrifices than these. For Christ did not enter a sanctuary made with hands, only a model of the true one, but into heaven itself, so that he might now appear in the presence of God for us. He did not do this to offer himself many times as the high priest enters the sanctuary yearly with the blood of another. Otherwise, he would have had to suffer many times since the foundation of the world. But now he has appeared one time at the end of ages for the removal of sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed for people to die once and after this judgment, so also Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for Him. You see, Christ died for us so that we could be saved. He died for all people so that they could be saved. He paved the way and fulfilled the promises of God. He made a new covenant with us so that we wouldn't have to come once a year and sacrifice animals but that no matter where we were, when we were, we could call on his name and accept the sacrifice that he paid. So this year, let's not make empty promises or meaningless resolutions that won't last past February, but let's seek the one whose promises have always been fulfilled. If you want better health, seek the healer. If you want more wealth, seek the provider. If you want more love, seek the one who gave His Son for us. Accept the cost. That was Jesus on the cross. The blood that's already been paid, it's already been scattered over all the earth for us. It's from Jesus Christ. He has already entered the most holy place, heaven itself, and sits at the right hand of God and stands for us when we call on His name. And share that message with other people, whether it's one of the love of God to those who are hurting or the comfort of God to those who are suffering or to those who are lost in sin it's the consequences of not knowing God. God will give you the message that you need to share with those who are around you. Don't give in to lies and deceit that come from the devil, but lean in the truth and everlasting promises of God that's been fulfilled since the beginning of time. A lot of people want to make a promise that they're going to be a better them. Don't worry about being a better you. Because if you give into Jesus, He'll give you something better than you. 2 Corinthians 5.17, Paul wrote, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, He is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and look, new things have come. He's telling us that when we give into Jesus, When we call on the name of Christ, and we accept the salvation that He has offered, we're not us anymore because we're a part of Him. We're something better than we were. Because we represent Him, not us. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you for the blessings you've given us and the message that you've given us today and prepare us for this new year and whatever trials may come throughout it, struggles may arise or problems may present themselves we have the knowledge that your promises are fulfilled that you have promised us eternity if we just call on the name of Jesus and if we want Gold or wealth, you've promised us streets paved with gold when we call on the name of Jesus. Now, if we're looking for health, you've promised us no tears and no suffering in heaven if we call on the name of Jesus. And when we give in to you, Lord, your promises are fulfilled. I ask that you put that message in our hearts. And that we share it with others that if they are lost and looking and they're not saved, Lord, that we share that there's only two options. It's you or hell. And that without you it's eternal suffering and pain. It's darkness. But with you it's light and love in eternity in your glory Would you give us that message to share with others and bless the name of Jesus Christ amen amen